Charities worried about their ability to help ch- kids uh, most in need during the cost of living crisis. Uh, kids can, as you're aware, feeds or was during uh, the um, school term last year, feeding 49,000 children every day and doing so despite a big fall in contributions, with recession seeming quite likely in 2023. That demand is expected to remain strong. Kids Can CEO Julie Chapman is with us at News Talks AB. Good morning. Good morning. We have a pretty comprehensive welfare system, don't we? Why is it that New Zealand children still go hungry? Oh, look, I think um, there's, a, there's a number of reasons. We have um, families that simply with the cost of living, just aren't, aren't able to make ends meet. Um, they're living in deficit every week. Um, you know, and I often hear you know, a lot of things said to me like, oh, if they could only grow a garden or they could learn to budget. And I can tell you from working in this field for the past 17 years that most of them could budget us out of the room. Um, it's simply that there isn't enough money to meet those costs. Um, and actually, the biggest, the biggest, um, I guess, cost that most families face is obviously trying to keep a roof over their head. And what we're seeing at Kids Can is with the cost of living continuing to rise, that deficit position they're in every week is is getting worse and worse. It means that more children are relying on our school food programs like ours. Is this confined to particular geographic areas, uh, Julia, or is this nationwide? Uh, We support schools and early childhood centres across the whole of New Zealand, so um, over a 1,000 when you add that up together, Um, and that's everywhere from Kaitaia right through to Invercargill, east coast, west coast. Um, We do have have more concentration of support in, I guess, areas where there is a high level of poverty, so... Um, Northland, um, Auckland, uh, and actually Christchurch also is one of our biggest areas. So it is really across the board. And I think the the scary thing or the thing that we're seeing more and more of is that families that were just getting by um, now aren't. They're sinking and they're really um, struggling to put food on the table for themselves and their kids. What does it cost to actually provide the service? Uh, wow, we raise money through a lot of means. Um, we have, you know, corporate partners like Meridian Energy. We have um, a program where people can sign up to support a child for thirty dollars a month. So, um, yeah, I think when we're providing a meal, for example, for a child in an early childhood centre, it's about eight dollars a week that we can provide cooked, fresh meals. Um, so, because we're a charity, we're able to get things. Um, a lot cheaper and companies are willing to you know, give us those discounts and support the work that we do. So it, it is pretty cost effective if people want to show their support. People might say, well, $8 a week, why, why is that not a priority in a family's budget? Well, I think um, what we're seeing more and more is that a lot of families are literally left in deficit or they might be down to their last $20. And so Um, you know, they're having to make a choice about whether they pay the power, put food on the table, or um, keep a roof over their head. And so uh, that $8 just, you know, the reality is just not there. And I think it's important to point out that 
it's not every day of the week that children are missing out on food. So, you know, there will be a budget for food. Um, but of course, as we all know, that budget is getting stretched and stretched even further with, um, you know, food price rises and things. So it tends to be, you know, a couple of days of the week, the food will just sort of run out. And so that's what where kids can uh, step in and offer food support for those times when, when things are really tough. And it's important that, to know that you know, parents are really embarrassed if they can't provide for their children. So our whole mission is don't keep them home um, if there's nothing in the cupboards. Send them to school so they can keep learning and they can have something to eat. And a kid with a full stomach studies much better than a kid with an empty stomach. I think that's uh, well recognised. How are you going to get through 2023 if donations are being squeezed and the likelihood is you're going to face more demand? Yeah, so at the end of last year in Term 4, um, you know, it really kind of knocked us. We had we had schools um, ordering for 10,000 more kids a day. Uh, so we did go have to go out and, and look at purchasing more food, uh, which we were able to do. Um, we, I guess we're hoping that um, people that can afford to support and can do just that little bit extra um, get in behind us to support our work. Um, we will work with our suppliers. Um, we'll get creative and come up with new ways to raise money. Um, and I think, you know, the, the number one thing for us as an organisation has always been if we start helping a school or an early childhood, we want to be able to sustain that because you can't just, give food to kids and then take it away. So that's, that's very much top of my mind as we go into into 2023. Not taking on more than you can actually do? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's actually, and it's so hard because right now we have over 100 schools and early childhood centres waiting for support. And so, um, you know, it's about making sure that the kids that we're supporting right now that are part of the program, we can continue to do that and then um, look for other opportunities, sponsors, you know, businesses to get on board so that we can perhaps, um, you know, reduce that waiting list somewhat because, you know, we talk about a waiting list. These are real children, um, you know, going without those basics right now. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Julie Chapman, who is CEO of Kids Cam with